All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is the show where we are digging into and exploring both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking to help you on your recruiting journey and ultimately just your path toward learning, right? That's why we're doing this. We want to learn. We want to understand. We want to know because when we build our skills, we have more power. And with more power, we can help more people in the world and be fulfilled in the process. So I didn't mean to get too philosophical there, but it just felt inspired to share that with you. Let's go ahead and keep this train going. We're talking about the income statement. On the last episode, we introduced the concept of net income and kind of broke down what that really means. And now we're going to look at a little bit more of what goes on before we get to net income. When we start with revenue, what happens next in a business? So I want to make some distinctions here and share some definitions that you're going to need to know. So let's go ahead and get into it. So sales, remember, sales equal revenue. You might hear both terms, revenue, sales, whatever. They both mean the same thing. When a customer gives you cash for something, that is a sale. And sales are recorded in an accounting sense when a product or service is actually given to a customer. So remember, we don't get to count it for our business if we didn't actually produce the service or produce the product. Maybe someone ordered something, but remember that orders are not sales. Orders turn into sales once the customer pays and the product is delivered. Just wanted to make that small distinction. I think there may be some confusion about that um, for some people out there. So that's something that I want you to know. And let's go ahead and talk about some of these expenses. Remember we talked about expenses kind of being that go-between between revenue and net income? Like you have to pay for things in a business. One of those categories of expenses is something called cost of goods sold. Cost of goods sold. And you might see it abbreviated C-O-G-S or COGS, like COGS in a wheel. <laughs> so COGS, what is that? It's costs associated with the products or services that were sold. So when we're selling something, let's take the lemonade stand example. If we have some lemonade that we sold to a customer, and let's say we charge them $5 for it, and what are the costs of goods sold for that glass of lemonade? Well, there's a certain amount of sugar that we had to add, a certain amount of water, maybe the water was free, and then the glass itself, maybe we would put a nice little straw in there with a little umbrella to uh, make it look fancy. But those things cost money, right? Maybe 10 cents, 20 cents, 50 cents. But on a per glass basis, there's a certain amount of cost associated with that glass of lemonade. And so we would record that cost on our income statement once we sold that glass of lemonade. That's what our cost of goods sold are. Now, costs turn into the value of our inventory. So depending on the market and the type of inventory, inventory might lose value over time, like perishable food, or it might even gain value over time. Think about a barrel of whiskey. It actually gains value over time. So using this lemonade example, if we buy some sugar for our lemonade, I mean, the sugar should last for a long time, right? You can just kind of put sugar in a pantry and it's going to be good. It's not necessarily perishable. So that's going to be steadily valuable over time, but that's your inventory now. So that's something that you should keep in mind. 
cost of goods sold equals the cost associated with the products or services that you're selling. Now we've talked about COGS now. So that brings us to this other concept that you need to understand, which is called gross profit. What is gross profit? Well, it's your revenue minus your cost of goods sold. Revenue minus cost of goods sold. Now this excludes things that are important expenses but are not related specifically to the product. So there are fixed costs that the company might pay regardless of its output. For example, if you run a lemonade stand, then you need to pay for the stand itself, regardless of how many glasses of lemonade you sell, you need a stand to sell it. So that's an example of a fixed cost that doesn't count toward cost of goods sold. So what are we really getting at here? Like why did, why did this term even get invented? Well, I don't know for sure, but from my perspective, I can see its usefulness from this lens. It's useful if you want to know the basic profitability of a company as it concerns their product or service offerings. So if I'm selling some lemonade and I know that I have sales of $5 per glass and cost of goods sold of $3 per glass, then my gross profit is going to be $2 per glass. Okay, so that's helpful because maybe I'm selling my lemonade in a little shack on the side of the road. Maybe I'm selling it in a big fancy corporate office building. I'm going to have two very different sets of other expenses that play into the picture. But when it comes to the actual product I'm selling, my gross profit is going to be $2 no matter where I sell it. You see what I'm saying? So gross profit is kind of this rough measurement of the profit that a business makes when it's related to the product or service that it sells. So there's this other concept. If we keep working our way down the income statement, you just keep subtracting more and more expenses until you get to the net income. So if we have our revenue, then we have our cost of goods sold. That gets us gross profit, subtracting those. And then we come to this concept of operating profit. Operating profit is just a little bit closer to the net income. And it's telling us something different than gross profit. Whereas gross profit was revenue minus cost of goods sold, your operating profit takes a little bit more into account. It's revenue minus cost of goods sold minus your other expenses. And this is also referred to as earnings before interest and taxes. You'll see this abbreviation EBIT, E-B-I-T. So earnings before interest and taxes, some people call it operating profit, whatever floats your boat. But that's basically all of your revenue minus your cost of goods sold minus your other expenses that you have in the business. So in the lemonade stand example, minus the cost of the stand itself, minus the cost of the sugar and the water and the straw, what have you. So you're excluding interest and taxes in this case because it's useful if you want to know the profitability of the firm as a business operation not accounting for your financing or your tax considerations. Because let's say your lemonade stand is headquartered in Dublin, Ireland. It's going to have very different tax consequences than if it's headquartered in Chicago, Illinois. And then if your lemonade stand is completely debt-free, it's going to be very different than if you went to Bank of America and borrowed a $100,000 loan to start your lemonade stand. You're going to have some interest expenses, right? So those things are not taken into account with EBIT or operating profit because you want to understand the overall profitability of the firm 
still accounting for other expenses, but not accounting for interest and taxes. So it's important to note that a business can be producing very healthy operating income, but still be at a loss when it comes to the net income. Now, why would this be? Well, if you borrow $100,000 to start a lemonade stand, boy, you're going to have really high interest expenses relative to your sales and your profit, right? So you may actually be ultimately at a loss and not profit at all. And also if you're taxed significantly. So that's kind of the difference there. Gross profit versus operating profit. And then we come finally to net income. What is net income? Well, we characterized it a little bit differently in the last episode when we talked about your revenue plus your gains minus your expenses plus your losses. But another way to look at it is from the same lens of just revenue minus expenses. So your net income equals your revenue minus all of your expenses, again, accounting for your gains and losses as well. And that's basically it. It's useful because it gives you the full picture of profitability for a specific time period. Okay, let's recap what we've learned so far in today's episode. We've talked about profit at a couple different levels. So remember, at the very top line, we have sales or revenue. Then we talked about cost of goods sold. And then if we subtract those two, we get something called gross profit. If we keep going down the income statement and we take away other expenses related to the business, but not accounting for taxes or or interest, then we get something called operating profit or EBIT. If we keep going down the income statement and then we account for our interest expenses, we account for the taxes, literally all the costs, then we have what we call net income or also called our profit or our bottom line. And that's fundamentally what's going on with the income statement when it comes to these kinds of expenses. And then what we're going to do in the next episode is we're going to talk about some other things, other kinds of expenses that you'll need to know when looking at an income statement, because there are some terms there that you're going to want to understand what they mean and how they fit into this big picture. So join me next time as we wrap up our discussion of the income statement basics here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time.